0: Welcome back to the Bible Reading Podcast. I am your host, Brianna Shalnett. Oh my gosh, we're so excited to be here. We're so excited to do this episode. We've wanted to do this episode for a really, 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 really long time. Yes, since the beginning of time. Yes, since the beginning of time. (laughs) We have discussed um, talking about this topic. We're so excited. But before we get into that, I'm joined by the awesome, by the amazing, by the wonderful... Nessa gods, Every time. <laughs> Every single time. Y'all know it. Y'all expect it. Y'all want it. So <laughs> I don't think they want it. I think they do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they don't care about me. It's all
0: Brianna. Absolutely not. I couldn't do this without Nessa. Um, we are going on a break in December. Yes. Um, we have two more episodes mm-hmm. coming out, and then we're going on a break. So we yes. will see you guys for the new year. Um, uh, this is just, you know, just a heads up. So yes. we still have two more episodes coming, but after that, we're going on break.
1: Mm-hmm. But today. What are we talking about? Today is a long time due. It is the, I don't want to say controversial because in my opinion, it is not controversial because you should be one way. But anyway, it is about abortion. And so it's a heavy topic and it's, we just hope and pray that it speaks to you guys and opens your hearts because it is so important. So so powerful. And um, like with all our
0: Heavy topics. You know, we've prayed about this. We have definitely, you know we we put a lot of thought and a lot of heart into this mm-hmm. um, we didn't want to just get anyone who can sit here. you know right. we we really, really wanted our guests to be people who have a passion and for love women the and Lord, love the Lord. yes, and, you know, can speak on this topic well. so, you guys already know we've done our homework we've done our research we're just so excited to bring to you guys for the first time ever on Ooh. Bible reading Podcast, and hopefully not you know a one-time thing we we hope to you know keep dragging these guys back after y'all <laughs> <laughs> but it is Gigi and Wendy Pierre with us Ooh. we're so Yay. excited hey, 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 hey. hey you doing? guys welcome to the pod <laughs>
2: hey yes. thank you for having us man we're we're definitely excited about this and you know? um Uh, We love you guys and can't wait to get things going.
3: Mm -hmm. You
0: guys are awesome. Let me just say, um, they do not live... In yes. Georgia, um, <laughs> we we found them all the way in Florida, <laughs> and um, Gigi graciously um, said yes to coming on the podcast and said yes to sharing her testimony mm-hmm. and her husband. You guys are amazing, total power couples. You guys know that on Bible reading podcasts, we love our husband and wife. Yes, <laughs> we love the teams. We love them. They're awesome. So you guys go ahead whenever you guys are ready and share your story.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Huh?
4: Well, <laughs> do you want to go first?
2: Yeah, man, this is, uh, I'm speaking for all the men out there. How you guys doing? Yeah. My name is Wendy. Um, I, um, I We are, like she said, like she stated before, we are originally here in Tampa, Florida. Um, and we have a testimony that we hope and pray that it touches so many lives out there. And not only just touches so many lives, but also give people the spirit of boldness that they'll be yeah. bold enough to come and bring forth this issue because this issue is a lot in the church and there's a lot of pastors, preachers, teachers. They're just afraid to talk about the subjects nine mm-hmm. times out of 10, either because they went through it or um, they're trying to protect someone or something from, mm-hmm. you know, getting that information out. But we just hope that we could be a vessel for the kingdom so that people could be bold enough for the kingdom. So we get handled and just hit this issue head on. And prevent a lot of people from going through the same issue. Um, um, again, my name is Wendy Pierre. Um, this is my wife Janisha Pierre. Um, we are here in Tampa. We are both praise and worship leaders. We're both ministers in the church. Um, mm-hmm. And well, yep, yeah, yeah, all day, man, all day. <laughs> um, both things. She's an amazing um, guitarist, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm an amazing just everything, I, anything oh. my, the Lord anything the lord blesses my hand to touch you know i play piano bass drums guitar maybe but uh-huh. um uh, yeah our story is so unique and it's so special because I, it, it has a lot of um and please excuse me here are the babies are crying in the background oh, but nice. um, our our story has a lot of hurt a lot of um trauma mm-hmm. and a lot of um there's secrecy that it, i mean It started from secrecy. One thing people need to understand that God is so specific when he speaks about the little things, because the little things have such an amazing impact, not only in our lives, but also for the kingdom um for the people around us and so um many people might look at this as this is a small issue but this small issue could be as big as a mountain you know yeah if it's not with if it's not prayed over if it's not cast out you know um me and Janisha both uh, we suffered through abortions um we had abortions individually and as a couple you know mm-hmm. we uh went through a dealt with abortions um you know, me, I was raised in the Haitian culture. Where I didn't know what abortion was.
3: Yeah. I didn't know what
2: abortion was where, um, you know, you see in my family, everybody have 12, 10 kids. I mean, <laughs> what, is, what is abortion, you know? Right. Um, so I didn't know abortion existed until I had my first one in 2016, um, which by the way, you know, I'm writing a short film about it. So be on the lookout for that. Um, so, so, um, this woman uh who I thought was gonna be my wife who I thought I was in love with and um out of nowhere she just while I'm at work and I'm you know celebrating hey I get to be a father you know I'll come from i I'm coming from a big family and um and yes many people could try and chastise you or judge you because hey you're having sex before marriage and um all these things. Hey, guess what? Um God still loves me. God still mm-hmm. forgives me. And um I love, I serve and unconditional love in God. And, um, you know, God works with everyone, everybody, mm-hmm. individual. So, We should not be in a position, if we're not going to show love, then we should pray. And God was still working with me at that time before I fully became sold out for Christ. I still had the characteristics of being a man of God or a Christian mm-hmm. in the church, but God was still tugging and pulling on me. And, you know, every Christian, that's in the body, that's a, that's a part of the body still struggle with that most of the time. Mm -hmm. So, um, it is a struggle that, you know, I honestly, growing up, I didn't even know anything about protect, um, unprotected sex or anything that, Mm -hmm. because in the Haitian culture, you know, I was very raised in a very strict in the box kind of raising. There's a lot of stuff I didn't even get to know. To this day, my wife would tell you, like, she introduced me to so much stuff, like, First time eating collard greens and all that stuff. Yeah, it's
0: it's totally different cultures. Yeah.
2: completely different cultures. So some of the things that were going on, I, I, I was completely clueless to. And But when I had, when this woman told me she was pregnant with my first child, I was overjoyed because I've always wanted kids. I was a Sunday school teacher, I taught kids music, everything dealing with kids was just, it was just something about a child, that God just put his special seasoning on them. Just like you just fall in love with them regardless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when he told me that he was pregnant, I was just so filled with happiness. I was telling all my coworkers, I was telling all my friends, like, yeah, I'm going to be a dad, man. I'm going to be the best dad in the world. My child is going to learn how to sing, play music, just like daddy, you know?
1: Yeah.
3: And
2: um, to get that phone call while I was at work saying that, hey, I... I aborted the baby, and the, mm. my first question was, are you sick? Are you okay? Like, is the child okay? But she's mm-hmm. like, no, I just had an abortion. But because I was so clueless to her, like, you, is the this, is this child sick? Like, wow. Then I yeah. said, no, I terminated the baby. And I said, what? Wow. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't focus at work anymore. And my boss, that day, my boss asked me if I could go home because they noticed that I something was completely wrong with me. And I was just out of it. I was out mm-hmm. of it. And um, one thing that I'm, I've, I've become a very huge advocate of is uh, men who went through abortions. Uh, you know, so much, so many people put so much spotlight on the women, but don't know mm-hmm. the internal troubles that men will go through mm-hmm. with, with wow. abortions. Yeah. Because, you know. Um, you get you get a lot of women saying "my body, my choice." You know, mm-hmm. saying, I'm totally against that because right. um, I think both parties are involved because both parties decided to be intimate with each other and produce and conceive this child. So yeah, I mm-hmm. just feel, I just feel as if like the decision should come from both parties, my little yeah. man.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: and I just feel like you know that decision should come from both parties. And women does not, one thing I can say, women do not know how much they're hurting a man.
3: Because
2: when it happened to me, it it messed me up so bad to a point where I I was questioning God. Are you sure you want me to be a father? Are you sure you want me to be a husband? Are you sure you want me, like you said in your word, to leave an inheritance? Because if this is true, why would you allow this to happen? Wow. You know, and and it I just saw myself in the corner questioning myself and the, the desires of being a husband and a father started to wither away from me. Because wow. for a woman to do that to me, for yeah. a woman to do that to me, no explanation, no anything, I felt as if that was the most hurtful. I rather I'd rather get shot mm-hmm. than than to have an abortion. That's how, mm-hmm. how much of an impact it did to me. Because I know there's a lot of guys that will celebrate abortions and stuff like that. For me, I celebrate life. I celebrate yeah. that a, a part of me is about to be brought into the earth. And um, wow. for the people away from me, it's like, you killed me too. Right. It's like, if, for when you have an abortion, it's, you're committing murder. And not only are you murdering a child, but you're also murdering me You're killing me.
0: Right. It's part you know of your like? identity because it's, it's your seed. Yeah, it's a yeah, part,
2: part right. of your identity and that it is, God has imparted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and not only that, it's part of the purpose that God has created you for. So yeah, now, like, yeah. when, when, when women are having an abortion, they just think they're just murdering a child. No, you're murdering that child's purpose, the will mm-hmm. that God has for that child, mm-hmm. um, the things, a lot that God has. I mean, the Bible says, before you was formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. So mm-hmm. God already knew what that child was going to be and for you to destroy. It. To me, you took the position of God. You said, you know wow. what? Forget you guys. I'm going to take control, mm-hmm. and um, and that's it, it. It brought it brought me some. It brought it brought a very traumatizing oh. feeling oh. over me, where I I did lose trust in women,
3: oh.
2: and um, oh. I I didn't. Yeah, I just lost trust in women, and I just felt like it was unfair. And mm-hmm. you know, if I just had the opportunity to convince her to stop, I would have did everything in my power to stop. And um, but, and then, and so then he meets me. I meet. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so that was twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
4: and then we met twenty sixteen. Yeah, we met. So do you? So that was beginning of twenty sixteen. Yeah. We met May, May, to April, March, April.
3: Mm-hmm. Started dating
4: May twenty six, yeah. really early. <laughs>
3: yeah.
4: Got in church, and. I had no idea that he had just gone through that because again, he's trying to impress me. So he's not going to tell me that, you know, um, let alone we're meeting in church. So he's definitely not going to tell me that right. he is, mm-hmm. you know, struggling with a uh, premarital sex. So, <laughs> right. um, he, I didn't know that. And he didn't know that I was a repeat offender of abortions. Mm hmm. Prior to him, um, that if that happened, so that happened to him in 2016. My first abortion was 2008, eight years prior.
3: Wow. My last
4: abortion where I met him was 2013, 2012, 2013. Wow. And so when I met him, again, I was, you know, trying my best to be on the straight and narrow at that point. And I didn't want him to know my past. I ended up telling him, but I did not want him to, you know, think anything less of me or that I was, you know, um, still doing that. Right. right However, right. Um, when I met him, I had already told at that point my parents um, in 2013. So when I met him, so three years prior, I told my parents, I confessed to them. And they told me they would get me counseling, that they would, you know, help me um, get through that process of healing. But they did it. And honestly, that was the first time my parents had heard that I had had abortions. They thought I was because I grew up the good girl in church. So they Mm -hmm. thought that I um, was, you know, Still that good girl. Right. I didn't get pregnant <laughs> as a teen mom. That was their biggest thing. Whatever you do, do not mm-hmm. get pregnant as a teen mom. And so wow. when I told them I had had abortions, they were like, "Hold up, wait, 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 wait. We, we, we're past the pregnancy part. You, and then you did what?"
2: But right, they embraced right. me. They
4: loved me. Said, "You know, as pastors, we're going to get you help because yeah. that, like I said, that was so new. That was so eye opening, shocking, and new for my parents." That no help happened, and we all just kind of brush it under the rug. Okay, mm-hmm. so when I met him, when I met my husband um, now, he um, was still obviously struggling with lust and premarital sex. I was still struggling with lust and premarital sex because I hadn't dealt with that right. Uh, mm-hmm. spirit. Right, I had just stopped doing it, but like I teach girls now. You got to deal with that spirit because if you don't, the enemy is going to come and tempt you again. Yeah. yeah. So wow. he's obviously, you know, I'm attracted to him. He's attracted to me. We started dating right away and we started having sex right away. Mm-hmm. Um. Now the, the guy, the two guys, because I had two baby daddies before him, the two guys before him that I um, had abortions with, they weren't in the church. They weren't Christian. Those were my college wilding days. Mm-hmm. Him, we were in the church. We were, you know, both worship leaders. He was a music director. So when we started having sex, we knew it was wrong. Um, But we figured, okay, you know, how always, you say, oh, we're going to, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. This is the last time. Yeah. I'm sorry, God. Yeah. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. We're going to stop. Yeah. We're going to do better. Well, again, because we didn't deal with that root, that, you know, spirit of lust, you know, we get deep on deliverance. But because we Mm -hmm. hadn't dealt with that, (laughs) would stop. Right, right, right. She's like. Yeah. "Yeah." (laughs) Next episode. Don't worry. (laughs) Because we (laughs) hadn't dealt with that, um, we ended up getting pregnant. Yeah. We ended up getting pregnant. And so now my thinking is, uh, not husband, uh, boyfriend. we. We're leaders in the church. There's no way. Mm-hmm. So guess what? Guess what? Um, demon came back to talk to me. Mm-hmm. Right. The spirit of abortion. Because
3: mm-hmm.
4: now for my last abortion, three years prior, I stopped. Mm-hmm. I was pure. I was pure Gigi. I was, you know, <laughs> celibate. I was I was clank, clank, how they say it, holding it down. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when so when we had sex and we got pregnant, there was my there was that. Opportunity for the enemy to come back and say, Oh, remember me? Remember yeah. that abortion you had? Right. Yeah. So I hadn't again dealt with it. And so I said, Wendy, we got to have an abortion. I'm sorry. You mm-hmm. have to. Now, again, I didn't know that he had had that first abortion. And I didn't right. know how hard that, how that hurt him. He knew mm-hmm. about mine because I told him immediately, like I trusted him. I told him, you know, what I had done. But he didn't share that with me. And when he comes back on, I want him to um, chime in on, you know, on that part. But I think if he would have shared that with me, that probably Mm would have stopped me or halted me from making that decision. But I told him, we have to have an abortion. We're both leaders in the church. There's no way we are going to, um, you know, call the church split, disappoint my parents, disappoint your parents. Like, there's no way. And so Mm -hmm. I justified the abortion to please God, the church and, you know, our, um, our positions in ministry.
3: Mm -hmm. Wow. Um,
4: Yeah, I did. And, um, he begged me, oh my gosh, he begged me, he begged me not to do it. Mm -hmm. He begged me so, I, (laughs) I can even see in my mind the day we went to the abortion clinic, to get the pills because I did the abortion pill um, for Mm -hmm. the first time before I had done the, the surgical one, they call it, which is the one where they use the vacuum to suck the baby out. Mm -hmm. Um, And so this time I tried to justify it by saying, you know, let me do the pill. It's not as bad as the, as the surgical one. Mm -hmm. Um, So we go and he's begging me the whole time we're driving there, please don't do it. Please don't do it. You know, I'll I'll, I'll do right by you. I'll take care of the baby. Please don't do it. Begging me, crying, Mm -hmm. begging me. And I'm like, no, we have to, you know, church split, parents, everybody's going to hate you. I'm the pastor's daughter. They're really going to hate you. You know, Mm -hmm. all of these. And so um, I can even remember standing out in front of the abortion clinic and he's standing under this tree. And he's crying and begging me not to get those pills and go home with it. But when mm-hmm. I went back into the um, the room with the abortionist, they gave me the first dose there, and then the no. second dose had to take some hours later mm-hmm. um, to expel the baby. So let me mm-hmm. let me break down the yeah
3: please the, yes
4: the nature of what those abortion pills do. So the first set. It's in the name of it is RU486. Hmm. Mifa two is two types, Mifepristone and Misoprostil. Those are the two names of the, the medicine of the, the abortion pills, not medicine, oh, the, mm-hmm. the death pill. Okay, right. The first yeah. one, what it does is it begins to starve the child hmm. by. Rem- by removing the nutrients or, or stopping the hormones that is feeding the baby. um, That's not feeding like, you know, like our umbilical cords do, but right. that is uh, uh providing for the baby because with abortion pill, you have to do it in the first trimester. This can't right. be done later on. So I, and then that was another thing that I want people to hear this. I used to justify my abortions because I would do them early enough and think, um, the lies that I was told that the um in the first trimester is really not a baby. It's just a blob of cells. It's just some tissue. Right. It's just, it's not <laughs> a baby. And the funny thing is that if that's the case. And why are people literally traumatized as if they killed a two-year-old standing in front of them? Mm-hmm. So that's the same conception. Life begins at conception. It doesn't matter how early the baby is. It's a child mm-hmm. that you took a life. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that first pill um, starves the baby um, by um, stopping the hormones that God gave us to um, n- nurture, give nutrients to that baby before it starts swallowing and, and you know, taking the food from us and eating. Um, that's why from the first trimester to the second, our appetites skyrocket. Yeah. Um, and then that second pill, so once you start starving the baby, it almost makes them... I mean, so weak to the point where it's like, what is, what is, you know, what is the, you know, it makes sense why the second pill, it, what it does, it is, is it causes a miscarriage um, mm-hmm. action to where now it's causing you to have a cycle, have a period, expel that baby, so literally cause that um, um, the the sack that the baby is in. To the separate from the lining uh-huh, of the yeah. uterus and come out. And mm-hmm. so we did all this at his apartment. Wow. Mm-hmm. His- yeah. And in my, in, in my boyfriend's at the time shower. Mm-hmm. I took the first pill at the clinic and then waited hours and he's still crying. He's begging me not to. And I want to mm-hmm. say this, if some before... There's something called abor- abortion pill reversal.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Pro the pro life community has the de- has not. I wouldn't say developed it, but they have found this solution to that girls can take if they come to their senses and realize I don't want to kill my baby. You mm-hmm. can do an abortion pill reversal um, after you take that first one before you take mm-hmm. the second one. I don't know if you can do it after the second one, because once you take the second one, now you're causing yourself to have this, um, the contractions to to expel the baby out. But after that first one, you can stop right there and say, wow. repent and say, Lord Jesus, I don't want to do this. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the baby, there are testimonies and stories of babies' life being saved by that abortion mm-hmm. pill reversal um, method. Amen. Yeah. Man, so... um I, like I said, I took the first one there and then we went to his apartment and he's in the living room, he's in the bedroom and he's boo crying. crying. Mm-hmm. Um, I took the second one and it had to be a couple of hours later. I felt cramps, contractions, mm-hmm. cramps like I had never felt in my life. And I got in his shower and I was screaming in mm-hmm. agony and pain because I did not know what I had just gotten myself into. I did not know the level of pain and the level of um, just trauma I was going to go through in that shower. And so I'm having this abort. He's screaming. He's crying. Just devastated that I'm doing this in front of him. Like he said, the first girl just called him and said, I terminated the baby. his His second baby, he is actually, and here he is coming back in. He is actually, thank you guys so much for letting us put our baby down. This is so yes.
0: yeah. good. <laughs> Y'all thought we wouldn't talk about
4: baby. <laughs> we we have a joke that we always sneak it
0: in. We always talk about our children or someone else's kids. <laughs> right, yeah. You guys are good. <laughs> um we
4: he's he's there, he's crying, and he's begging me, and he's just like, oh, that's what I was saying. So he I didn't even know about the first girl. So imagine he's like, this girl just did it. And now you're doing it. What? Like seven months later, it had to be like seven, eight months later. It wasn't even a full year that I'm now killing his second baby after he's begged me not. to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that I know devastated him. You want to talk a little bit on that?
2: You know, uh um, it's crazy because um, even when even going through that process because i ha- I have I haven't healed from the first one mm-hmm. it kind of put me in a position to just accept whatever happens happens because mm-hmm. um, there's, 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 there's there's a um, difference between when you just say, you know what it's like you know how um how prostitute mm-hmm. they keep prostituting and they don't care about the feeling anymore mhm
3: mm-hmm. yep
2: like you get a whooping and you've just been whooped so many times. Sometimes you don't even feel the belt anymore. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt. That's how I felt when she had, because I haven't, re, um, I haven't.
4: You hadn't
2: at that time. I had, at that time, I hadn't dealt with the fact that it happened. And so, um, my fr- the, the woman who took the first abortion, it just, it was just, I just became so numb. Mm-hmm. And me crying out to her and asking her to stop, was like the last ounce of mm-hmm. me that I had mm. before I completely went numb.
3: Mm-hmm. It's, it
2: still hurts. It still hurts. Because, you know, sometimes, Um, and that's why, like, you know, healing and seeking God to heal those traumas are extremely important I yeah. tell a lot of people. Even if you're considering being in a relationship, make sure that you deal with those traumas. Because um, I would still have moments where I could hear her screams, in the back yeah. of my mind wow, and, and those, screens, and I'm just like, oh gosh, uh, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, going through that process, you know, um, and it was at that time too, I started realizing God was starting to show me what the church really is. Mm-hmm. You know, saying, um, that the church, and I'm not saying all churches, um, I, right. n- let me rephrase that. I wasn't showing me what the church really is, but God was showing what's hurting Him in the mm-hmm. church. Yeah, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: What's hurting Him in the church? The fact that we can have more bodies in the church, but the church is not preaching to save these bodies. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of in the church. They're killing these abortions that they're ha- that they're having. They're killing the body of Christ, and it's hurting yeah. Him. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, so that is that's is at that moment, God showed me, Wendy, this is hurting me more than you think.
4: Because mm-hmm. we, right yeah. yeah, we went right
2: back to ministry. We, we went right back to ministry. We probably
4: weren't ministering, mm-hmm. but we went right back to
2: right. Wow. Oh, we had, doing we and mm-hmm.
4: serving, mm-hmm. but not in spirit and in truth, because mm-hmm. we, we hid that secret.
3: Because, mm-hmm. again,
4: mm-hmm. my justification was we can't call the church split. Yeah. We can't yeah. disappoint my father, who was a pastor. And then I don't want him to lose his position right. in ministry. Mm-hmm. So we were so terrified of people finding out that we didn't even mm-hmm. heal. What? What did we right. just go through? Oh, it's just another abortion. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, for you, did you um, have a question? Um, you said that you've had the surgical ones in the past so was this one different for you because you actually experienced like contractions and you know expelling a baby versus just I mean it's still an abortion of course but this one sounds more personal
0: you know more traumatic yeah if so so
1: so Yeah,
4: yeah it was so much more traumatic um that's why I don't understand why they're advertising the abortion pill as like a DIY version of it, like do-it-yourself at mm. home in the comfort of your own home, they are lying. They are lying. Mm. It yeah. is... There is no comfort, and it's not DIY. You mm. can die. Hemorrhaging, right. bleeding mm. out. Um, you can... The 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 side effects, like chills, fever... Um, mm. I hate to say it this way, but if somebody's had an abortion, they'll understand... Having it in the office at the clinic, and mm-hmm. I know a lot of my pro life family hate when I say clinic. They're like, no, mm-hmm. call it a facility, a meal. I know, I understand. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I just—it's so hard for me to change it. But right. doing abortion in one of those disgusting facilities, mm-hmm. um, it's almost like you leave your—you leave a part of your pain there. Bringing right. that pain home does hit different, like you said, Nessa, It hits different. Because mm-hmm. I, I remember that visual more than I remember that that cold plain wall clinic.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that they purposely make it that way yeah. so that you have a kind of disconnect to what's happening to you?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Wow. Most is not like a pretty, you know, pregnancy center obstetric office. They're not mm-hmm. decorating those things. You literally go there knowing what you're going to do. You're going to kill up. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Why would a morgue have paintings on the wall? Yeah. You're going, that's it. It's a death, a death center. So um, doing it at home um, was traumatizing. And the funny Mm -hmm. thing is I used to also, and I know somebody who probably is listening to this can relate, when I used to do the surgical ones, I used to purposely go outside of my city Mm -hmm. and get them done because I didn't ever want to do it in my city. So I didn't have to ride past and see. And and mm-hmm. you ever ride? In relive yeah. it. Yeah. Past? Yeah. So yeah, I would purposely no. do that. Um, That is just how much of darkness I was under. And right. so when we did the one, the medical at his apartment to this day, I drive past it probably every now and then. So I have to remember, I have to remember, I have to remember. And um, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Do you think well,
0: actually I want to back up just a little bit. Um, how old were you when you had your first abortion?
4: 17 going on 18. So I say that because I actually called Planned Parenthood when I was 17 and they told me to wait until I turned 18 cuz at the time, I don't know what I don't I don't know when the laws changed, but you could not mm-hmm. get one at their age without at least without permission. So yeah, I was wow. 17 going on 18. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was Now, packing did for- you
0: Wow. Did you feel like Planned Parenthood was your only option? Like, did you feel like, oh my gosh, I got pregnant. What do I do? And you felt like you had no one to turn to or that Planned Parenthood it was, was either, a
4: solution? It was either Planned Parenthood or my parents kicking my butt. <laughs> right, yeah. right. So Planned Parenthood or my parents. It was like, right. I knew they were both Which bad one? options, but I was like, uh, at least my parents, yeah, yeah. you know, got to live with them, Planned Parenthood. So, you see the deception. I was not, there was no yeah. thought of the baby, no thought of. Right. There was yep. no consideration, literally, to. And I tell, I, I, I've been saying this lately on my content on social media, is that I really want to help people know the trance that women go under to have these abortions. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. It looks like they just go in and, you know, they're just happy. They're just, you know, or not happy, but like they're, you know, untouched. They're fine. Yeah. You literally go into like, imagine like I do this. And if you're listening, imagine I put a a mask over my face and I Mm -hmm. turn into somebody totally different to Mm -hmm. shut off my brain, shut off my thoughts, shut off Mm -hmm. my good conscience, Shut off the Holy Spirit. Shut off the Bible. Mm-hmm. Shut off. Prayer, shut off anything that would tell me anything other than what I want to do in order mm-hmm. to go and do commit this murder. That wow. is the like you literally. And then once you're done committing the murder, mm-hmm. a couple of days once it wears off, all emotions hit, everything breaks loose, and now you're like, it's almost like a high. You, yeah, you, you know you. You get high, you go and do what you do. And then it comes off and you're like, what did I just do? Yeah. So.
0: I like that the theme between both of you is that it was a trauma. Like it, it is a trauma done, not just to a person, a baby, but to both of you. It's it's a shared trauma that happens. Um, I like that you said, Gigi, that a lot of women think that they're just going to be fine. Like, oh, plenty of women do it. It's common. It's normal. Nothing's going to happen to me if I take this life. But in reality, it's something you live with. It's something that you contend with, that you wrestle with constantly. It's something that your body remembers, mm-hmm. you know, Um, Uh, We joke, but, you know, I've had two children and I I, my body remembers having those kids, you know, like um, they're not just like stretch marks and, you know, breastfeeding and all that stuff. But like my body is. Different from two years ago when I did not have children versus it is now. And so that's that's not just with childbirth. That's just human biology. Your body stores these memories they remember, they carry trauma, they carry the things that you do to it. And um, you know, we've we've talked about drugs on this podcast. We've talked about, you know, mental issues and spiritual warfare. We've talked about all that stuff. We talked about LGBTQ, we've talked about the things that we do. That sin does to us yeah. that continuously harms us unless we get deliverance and unless we pray to Jesus to save us and save our souls.
2: Okay.
3: Uh, yeah.
2: And another another, so, another another thing, another thing to add to that. Um, please excuse me. Um, no, it's a soul tie as well. Oh
3: mm-hmm. yes, yes.
2: Tie. It's a soul tie. And um, one thing about soul ties, you think you got gotten rid of it. <laughs> But it stays you know, there until yeah. you cast it out. You mm-hmm. have to cast it out. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we have people having these abortions and thinking that life is just so beautiful. No, you just added a new soul tie to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Soul, tie, soul tie is not always a sexual thing. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And, and and so these people harming these babies, uh, they need to understand that you're harming the soul too. That is a soul mm-hmm. tie. Yes. And people who have them, you know, saying, and that's why, like, you know, Janisha, she went through this, um, the um, post um Bible study, but it deals with that. It deals with the spirit, you know, so it deals with the soul. And so that, you know, you could, you could eliminate that soul tie from torturing.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So how did you guys reconcile after the abortion that y'all just went through? And as a couple, how did you guys decide this isn't right and we need to, you know, like you like he was mentioning, you went into a Bible study and got the tools and things that you needed. Yeah. Walk us through.
2: We have to talk about the traumas. Mm-hmm. We have to talk about the soul ties. We have to talk about the incident itself. What took yeah. place. Most people don't like to do any of those things.
3: Mm-hmm. Can then,
4: I say this?
2: Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So... Did I cut you off? She's, she's good for doing
4: that. I didn't want to marry him.
2: Mm-hmm. I did not want oh. to
4: marry him. Oh. Because I did not want to deal with... I wanted a new relationship because we had had that abortion. Oh, because, wow. again, for him, I was straight and narrow Gigi. I hadn't gone through the post-abortion Bible study, but I was on my way there. But
3: mm. it took
4: this abortion and actually... For the audience to know, I have five. So I actually had another one with Wendy. And I I did it as a secret because I knew he hated it.
3: Mm, wow.
4: So um, about four months later, it was January 2017. I had found out I was pregnant that December-ish. And I ran to the abortion clinic. I was like, listen. And I didn't wow. tell him. And um, I kept it a secret. And I didn't tell him for like a couple months. So, Wow. Um, I can
1: just that, imagine the bondage.
4: Yeah.
3: Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't know that,
4: how you survived to... That I was like, <laughs> okay, something's wrong. Yeah. Something is really wrong. I'm in a, I can't stop having them. I can't mm-hmm. stop running to them. I can't like, something's like, I just felt in this. I just, I don't know if God gave me visions because it's kind of faint in my mind. Mm-hmm. Exactly what happened. I just remember being on the bathroom floor screaming, crying. And it was in that moment I screamed out to God and I said, okay, God, I've told you before that I'm not going to do this again, but this time I'm not going to tell you I'm not going to do this again. God, if you don't help me stop having Mm -hmm. abortions, if you don't give me something different to shock my mind, I don't Mm -hmm. think I'm going to make it out again. Mm -hmm. I don't, I just had this feeling like if I had done it again, I was going to be dead.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: And it's crazy. Um, God revealed to me that she had an abortion. She didn't tell me.
4: Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I went to a secret um farm where I like to I like to go, it wasn't a farm, like a nice, it was a nice little getaway. Kind of like a retreat. Like a retreat. Not a secret. Yeah. <laughs>
3: it's a secret. So
2: I spent the whole I spent the here. whole day there. <laughs> I, I spent the whole day I spent the whole day there praying. Mm-hmm. Um and this was so I had my abortion in 2016. My mother passed away in 2015. Mm-hmm. So, I um, I was there. I was just I spent the whole day there praying and talking to God, and God showed me a vision of my mother playing with three kids.
3: Uh-huh.
2: Yes. Yeah, so my uh, and then from but the, uh, but at that moment I took it as, hey, God is telling me that we're going to have three kids, and my mom was playing with yes. three kids. My mom was playing with three kids in heaven. And I said, I told her that. I said, man, I think. And it was three girls. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I wanted a girl. I, I'm stuck with two boys, but it's all good. <laughs> Jesus still alive. Um, so um, God gave me a vision of my mom playing with three girls, three little girls in heaven.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, I told Janisha that. And that's when she was like, actually, Wow. Have something to
4: mm-hmm. and that, and it was, I
2: was so scared. And it was from that moment. The
1: Holy Spirit will oh
3: yeah. tell you. Had to,
1: time.
2: God had to tell me.
3: hmm
2: Yeah. you don't at that very moment after she told me, God spoke to my spirit as day and said, if you do not forgive this woman, you will never find you will never find love in a woman again. Mm-hmm. Right then and then and oh then because I was furious. yeah. You know, so, and I said, I for a spare second I hated Janisha. Mm-hmm. I hated her. But I walked away from her and God literally spoke in my spirit and said, if you don't forgive her, you will never come back.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: You would never come back. You would never be that Wendy that loves to worship. You would Mm -hmm. never be that Wendy that loves kids. You would never be that Wendy that can sing to the Lord a new song every Sunday. You would never be that Wendy again if you don't know Mm -hmm. and forgive right now. Mm -hmm. And it was at that moment I went to her and I gave her a hug and -hmm. I said, I still love you.
4: Oh, my heart is beating
2: like about to come out of my chest. Room. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So sweet. I know <laughs> God is so good.
2: Yo, boy. Wow. Let me tell you something. You
4: guys know you're the first ones to get our story. People yeah. have been trying to record our story this, this, together.
2: This is, this is exclusive for
4: years. This is exclusive. Well, thank you. I. <laughs>
0: Which y'all know doesn't happen. I we are honored. Thank you for sharing. I, I'm holding back tears because you know, like have
1: them prepared. Oh,
0: look, <laughs> y'all, the world <laughs> runs on Nessa. Um,
2: it's so yeah, powerful. As from that moment, God showed me what forgiveness really meant. Mm. And um and just just to answer to your question, Nessa, that you asked earlier, how did we get through it? Yeah. Um, God had to show me what forgiveness was. Mm-hmm.
3: Because if it wasn't from that
2: moment, God did not show me what forgiveness was. I don't think we would be here right now.
3: One well, not?
2: Yeah. Because everybody in the world knows Wendy and kids are, see, Denise is a phenomenal mom. But sometimes I like to be both the mom and the daddy because that's how much I <laughs> love my partner. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? If I could give breast milk to my boys, I would. Okay. <laughs> but,
3: Hallelujah. Uh,
2: but um it was from it was from that moment. I had to learn and understand what forgiveness was.
3: Yeah. And um
2: and and it's that moment that people need to learn how to not just learn how to forgive, but understand
3: mm-hmm.
2: what forgiveness does.
3: Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Because forgiveness acts forgiveness activates healing. Mm.
1: That's good. So good. Oh
2: if you gosh. don't forgive, you can't heal.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. wow.
2: Gigi, I don't care did how feel like
0: therapy. No, go ahead. Yeah. Did I, don't, you...
2: I don't care. I don't care how many therapy sessions you go to. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't care how many <laughs> men and it. women of God that you go and talk to.
0: Mm-hmm. If
2: you don't forgive, yeah, mm-hmm.
0: you can't heal. You cannot you heal. Cannot oh my
3: heal.
0: gosh. So good. Gigi, did you feel like you needed to forgive yourself? um Talk about that walk with shame and with breaking free of that from oh. the past and what you did.
4: Oh man. So, in like I said, that last one was January 2017. Um, I was introduced. It it was like when I prayed that prayer, God was like in there for redemption, right? The redemption journey. He answered quickly. I go to this prayer house, I find this bowl of wristbands and they're actually wristbands by a pro-life organization called Bound for Life. I go on their website and I see that there's a local chapter. So I reach out and I'm like, what do you guys do? You know, I can't even believe this is this. I had never heard of pro-life knew nothing about pro-life knew nothing about, you know, anything. Um, but what I've done. So they tell me, you know, or the lady tells me her story. She had multiple abortions and that she goes in front of these abortion clinics and pray. So Mm -hmm. her response to me, because when I asked her what she did, did she, um, you know, do they help us? Like what? I just asked her, what does she do in this organization? And she, when she said we go in front of abortion clinics and pray, immediately I felt uh, unworthy. Like, mm-hmm. oh, OK. And I emailed her back. I was like, oh, OK, never mind. So that's <laughs> for people who are good and y'all, right, are, right. You know, who are evil, you know, OK, got you. <laughs> never mind. And she wrote me back. Her response to me was make or break. And I tell her this all the time. And she's so humble. Her response to me was the make or break moment. And this will answer your question. Her response to me was actually, no, you are perfect for this because God can redeem you. And he Mm -hmm. loves you. And I had multiple abortions. I hurt God's heart. And God has redeemed me. And he's actually, you know, called me to this ministry. She was the first abortion testimony I had heard of a woman having abortions and then God redeeming her. And I was mind blown, like, how do I get there? And so she told Mm -hmm. me to come join to pray. And again, I felt all feelings of unworthiness, but I pushed myself and I went. And so. When we come back on this podcast, we definitely want to tell you guys a story of how we didn't, I didn't want to marry him. I'm sure he, he wanted to marry me. But <laughs> I didn't want to marry him. I not not definitely like, like, nah, fam.
2: <laughs> you better try Jesus.
0: Beautiful story. Yes. Thank you guys so much. Um I uh,
1: We almost made it through. I know we crying. almost
0: made it through <laughs> that crying, but um I just want to say God's mercies are new every yeah. morning. Um we're we're so excited to talk about, you know, the healing process. Um we want to go in on the lies that are told to women. We want to talk about the cultural impacts, you know, especially for black Americans. You know, we want to talk about all of it and we will next week. Um, You guys, thank you so much. You seriously have blessed both Nessa and I with your testimony. And I know everyone listening was truly, truly, truly blessed by you guys. Um, Let's close out in prayer.
1: Let's have Wendy pray. Yes, Wendy,
0: Wendy. I want my man, Wendy. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Because
2: my full is (laughs) shining. My father, we thank you so much, Lord God. We thank you for your love your unconditional love lord god we thank you for your abundant love lord jesus i just pray that this podcast not just reaches the ears of others but reaches the heart of others as well too lord jesus i pray that each and every single person of sound of my voice that is listening lord god that you show them how much you love them father god that mercy renews every morning father god that you show them that you love them regardless of what what, anything that they're going through, Lord Jesus, we thank you, Father, that you are a healer. You are our Father, Lord Jesus. You're the ultimate provider. And Father God, you're the ultimate cover, Father God, the healer of our soul, Lord Jesus. We thank you. Father, as we end today's podcast, Father God, I pray that let this not just be any fun activity, but Father God, let this be access to the vessel, to the kingdom, Lord God. Let this be access to your love, to your forgiveness, and to your healing, Lord Jesus. And all this I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. And we will
3: see you guys next week.